0: Yeah, you started talking to us as we knew each other forever
1: I'm very <laughs> open, I'm very open So it was like, and you guys are the same um, There's a quick realization of like These guys are just guys that are like jumping on walls And you know, everyone is There's no hierarchy
0: Hello Dom, hello Caio hello hello welcome to swapping shoes this week super dope nice guest all the way from australia what time is it there now dom
1: 9 06 p.m okay not not that Mm -hmm. late
0: here is midday Mm -hmm. 12 but thank you very much for joining of
1: course happy to be here man happy to chat with your pretty faces
0: (laughs) cool also we have kayo today i'm happy to be here okay cool so Dom so here the first part of the the, the swapping shoes is I'm gonna tell you two words and you just pick mm-hmm. one of them you know uh, it's like this quick uh, answer questions and answers yeah gotcha we start right now ready I'm ready Webster or side flip. Webster TV series or movies TV series beer or wine wine David Bell or Jackie Chan David Bell Plyo or Strides? Stride. Europe or Australia? Europe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat or TikTok?
1: Oh, do I have to? <laughs> uh, I guess I guess Snapchat because I can't stand TikTok. <laughs> Just on pure repulsion of one of them, more than the choice of picking yeah. one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I made sure to pick the two most obnoxious ones yeah I feel like it's the two uh, like 18
1: year old ones like the kids they're all (laughs) on those
0: ones (laughs) did you ever have a TikTok account
1: um I do but my my partner runs it because she's amazing and she's like I'll run it for you you know just I'll do it because I don't want to go on there and do all the editing stuff so So I think it's like 200k or something but I have I I, I don't go on it
0: (laughs) okay so how was uh, your uh, pseudo winter in australia how how's your body how's motivation how's work
1: Um, i would say the winter in australia was kind of like autumn in england so there was like a few rainy days it was actually quite a dry winter here um i did feel like a little bit of um like kind of stiffness and rigidity in the mornings and in the cold first going out i had to do a lot more warming up um mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of obvious but for me I haven't <laughs> I haven't sat through a full winter in 5 years. I've um, I've actually been fortunate yes. enough to travel away from winter <sighs> for 5 years. This
0: is my life goal.
1: So this is the first time I was like oh shit, you know what? Um the, the whole season I th- I was you know, I was kind of expecting more and then it was okay. Mm. It, like uh you know, winter in Australia is the least wintry winter ever
0: yeah it looked like there was only summer mm-hmm. in the past months from your post and your instagram story <laughs> i mean it's just, so just we're, summer putting lo- in the water
1: wear long it's... sleeves Oh, good you're safe yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, perfect like i know that you used to work as a garbage man back in the days and then you hustled your way up so maybe right now you're the most popular parkour influencer in the road. Oh. and i wonder Come on, you are, man. It's nice. Yeah. One of them, at least. Gracias. Um, I wonder, was there a point you decided to like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just leave only parkour. I'm going to work hard, only do social media as hard as possible. Or things just started to happen naturally and you kind of uh, picked up.
1: Uh, I would say three phases. From day one, I was like, I would love to get paid to do this uh, professionally. So I seeked out basic sponsorships or endorsements but they didn't really pop off. So then 9 years uh, fast forward to yeah, 9 yeah. years later. Oh no, sorry. 6 years later. Um and I traveled to uh to Thailand for the first time in 2012 to join Team fraying Um but I ran out of money and I came home and I kind of lost a bit of motivation. And then they had the Australian gathering in October of that year. I think it was October 2012 maybe. And I just got to that jam, which is, like, most of Australia's, like, uh, athletes all together in one place. And I was like, what have I been doing for the last three months? Like, I don't know why I wasn't doing parkour every day. Like, I <coughs> called my friend and I was like, bring me some baggy tracksuit pants. And he brought them to the jam. And then from then on, it was, that was, like, stage two where it was like, I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. This is what I want to be doing. And then stage three nice. was... Um, uh, when I traveled, so n- uh, nine years into training, I traveled to the first For Lover movement. Um, that was when I first yeah. really thought, okay, I've been given an opportunity here. I'm going to take that as, as like, I'm going to try and push that as much as possible. So I came over, I met you, I met Fosky and Jesse. Yeah. We became good friends quite quickly. And uh, from there, everything kind of just snowballed. Um, and I just, as Ann used to say, I just tried to ride the wave um, of things that were going my way as much as possible and take every opportunity that came up.
0: I remember meeting you, it was really funny. <laughs> you you had so much energy. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> I was excited, man. I had like nine years of pent up wanting to travel um, mm-hmm. and meet everybody and just be a part of that global community. And so when I got to that event, meeting you and like, you know, these uh, other people who I have had also heroized on, like, you know, thought were my online heroes and then just to be in that space oh. with you was like mm-hmm. unreal for me. Unreal. Yeah, it
0: was cool. It was cool because you also, you also just came completely as a, like a, we knew each other forever. Yeah. Like you started talking to us <laughs> as we knew each other forever.
1: i very <laughs> open. I'm very open. So it was like, and you guys are the same. Um, There's a quick realization of like, these guys are just guys that like jumping on walls and, you know, everyone is there's no hierarchy, that's what I really like about parkour it's is you can come out training and like maybe now uh, other people can simulate or imagine their own hierarchy but when I go out training I really don't feel like anybody's holier than thou, or there's a status yeah in what's, there is not. It's just we're there just people not. that enjoy the same thing and that's what's beautiful about it.
2: Uh, you mentioned in Fereng, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was a, like a blog or something, that you used to find shoes in the trash how often did that happen?
1: Oh, so um, that was like a weekly to bi-weekly occurrence. Wow. So every two weeks, they would do household cleanup in this neighborhood. And that meant that like people were just throwing out like good old items. And a lot of the time, people would just throw out like a bunch of old shoes. But they because it's mm-hmm. a wealthy neighborhood, they hadn't run through them. They hadn't worn them. They just bought a bunch of new shoes after like four uses of this one. So... We just got. I, I used to find like nike free runs specifically uh in my size maybe once a month wow yeah so i, I was stocked on shoes Do
2: you have an idea of a, of a number of how many you ended up getting over the
1: so four years maybe like 30 pairs of shoes oh
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> wow nice yeah
1: maybe 20 20 of them really good for training 10 of them just shit kicker shoes that like maybe too thick of the sole or a different make or something but still worn yeah like marks my best friend still has shoes from the garbage to this day <laughs> what like <laughs> like I, yeah. I pulled out a pair of really nice like orange nike air things and yeah they're still at his house <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice i could totally use uh finding some shoes because i cannot buy more add-on they are out of production uh, and I'm in this dilemma on they, what, they, what what am I gonna move on next
1: they just did the same thing to this shoe bro they just discontinued <laughs> the original make of the Vans ultra range and they've started like this new model and so this one here is completely soft on the top there's only material really like a little bit of leather in the back mm. but it's not um, that invasive and then one second Now I have this upgraded model that has, see this blue part yeah. here? It's much more rigid and sturdier and it just makes the shoe way less free ah. and more like... Dum, dum, dum,
0: dum, and dum, dum, also a bit heavier, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's minor, it's minor, but it's enough that I'm like, ah,
0: you mm. bastard. Um, I don't understand, why, why, yeah. why do they have to... I mean, I think I kind of understand, but they could at least just listen, Progress. you know, like... Look at this, there's a lot of parkour people right now. Is there any market research seeing that you have really big names on the parkour community wearing your shoes? Uh, maybe we should stick to this model because they like it. Maybe we're going we're gonna, to... It's not like we're a big market, but we still are a market.
1: Yeah, I think we're just too small of a fish for them to, to be casting a net out for, unfortunately. We're still not, like as much as the sport has grown in notoriety, because it is less officialized than other sports, they haven't kind of caught on to the uh, the wave yet. But I actually think we're not far off from seeing major brands kind of step in and yeah. start to work more with athletes and stuff like that. But you know, it's we just go as the athletes. You also have to keep working towards that goal because if you can't just be one-sided, like I'm just gonna do shit and then hope that someone sees me. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, because you mentioned you're, you're not really a fan of the restrictions and limitations like the guidelines from other organized sport, sports, mm-hmm. and uh, my question was, do you feel like it was pleasant to work with Red Bull in that sense, or were there too many restrictions? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, it was like completely different. As a company, like the opportunity that they provide, and also like when I say opportunity, it's it's as simple as like being able to do jumps that I would never be allowed to do if that brand wasn't behind me. Like, I got to jump out of a helicopter onto a roof with no safety equipment whatsoever. Just They just flew me up in that helicopter at eight o'clock in the morning. They're like, yeah, how high? Tell me how high. Open the door. Okay, good. Boom, onto a metal roof. Not like that I could have slid off on. Yeah. You know, like you can't do that with anybody else. And there's like zero limitations on opportunity if you present it in a way that is tangible for the brand. That's like, that's the only kind of quote you have to feel is, what, is this also good for Red Bull? And really, aren't you trying to work towards that anyway? So, I mean, does it, they definitely don't yeah, They feel kind like of encourage limited. it. Yeah, the more, I feel like the more you also push as a, as a branded athlete, the more that the company, uh, well, in my case, has shown, re- like, return of love and support. Uh, and yeah. I
0: have a, uh, I had a thought about this like three days ago or something imagine you wake up in a road tomorrow that there is no social media what would you do next week what what would be your plans for the next week
1: the first move it would just be go back to garbage and then train in the afternoons for now come on i'll just go back to being a garbage you don't like to coach no i want to like you know i do like uh, doing workshops, and I guess with or like realistically there 'd probably be more avenues that 's just kind of like if you couldn 't be a professional athlete, what would you do? I guess is the first I just work and train honestly, like I have no problem working for for a living like I think you know yeah. I did it for like a pretty long good, time and I quite good. liked the job yeah it's i like I like hard yakka, you know what I mean I appreciate like a job well done like the feeling you get after a hard day of work um but probably more realistically with this Saturday on my management and there's a lot more things that we would find that aren't just influencer based uh, to work on like workshops and those sort of things. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't really think that way. So I never really know.
2: Yeah. It was not going to happen. You
0: know, I'm just thinking, I was just thinking, what would, uh, yeah, would I, yeah, Could yeah. I leave without social media right now? Could I make a living? How would be my training? For
1: me, for me, the game is, can I train every day or can I train pretty much every day, mm-hmm. right? So if social media didn't exist, it wouldn't affect my output of parkour. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. I'd still be like probably yeah, doing okay. everything that I'm doing. Um, just, you know, it would be harder to make a living from it, probably. Yeah. That's what I, I, I foresee because that's been my tool to uh, offer myself that's like a
0: professional uh, yeah, opportunity. Nice. Is social media for the answer. Uh, Kayo,
2: you have more questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, from your background in figure skating and ballet, how did you get into it?
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was for figure skating. It was really before I had a choice. Like, not not that I didn't want to do it, but I was three years old and my sister was five years old, and she wanted to ice skate, and I already rollerbladed. So I just went to the ice rink and at three, just kind of like, yeah, this is good, man. I'm gonna do this, and then I just kept doing it forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It just, you know, got more and more serious. And then by the time I was nine, I was doing, like, Australian championships and stuff. So then it was, like, full steam ahead. But uh, uh, for ballet, I kind of, I dabbled in ballet um, through, uh, like, ice skating and, like, the general off-ice training that we would do. Um, And then when I went to a performing arts high school, it's not so much that I only did ballet, but ballet was one of the subjects that I strived in out of all of the dancing subjects. So I sucked at tap dancing, was okay at jazz, good at contemporary, good at ballet. Um, and so the ballet uh, teacher wanted to put me through uh, formal ballet training, but I just didn't want to be a part of that world
2: because of how rigid it is. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons why you moved to parkour? Or does it have nothing to do with it?
1: Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it would have been within <laughs> months of my passion for ballet rising, um, and me finding parkour, and the second that I found parkour, everything else just started to fall off. Right, right. It was like, ah, oh, I could just go outside and do this, and it still smiles, and there's no, what? I, yeah, I could just do it how I would do it, cool. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, I'm retouching on that stuff right now, a lot of the, the past stuff just going through, because I'm uh, writing about my life, so then now touching on that time, period, it feels like, um, yeah, very much so, like the second that I found parkour, it was like, and then just, nothing but,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the way up. Yeah, but do you think you brought any uh, of your performing arts uh, training or the dancing training to parkour? Was there any benefit from, from it? From dancing? In, in um, parkour training?
1: I wouldn't say the necessary benefits came directly to uh, applied training as much as they came to competition and social media. So having that edge of already having, having formal camera training and acting experience. Um, so when I was on camera, I knew slightly more about how to present myself than just the person who hadn't had that education. Um, and definitely, like, uh, yeah, the performance aspect on stage. Um, the, the confidence when you're in front of like hundreds of people yeah. to do the right thing that kind of you just you get that with experience and I was fortunate enough to have that experience growing
2: yeah. up nice do you do you enjoy competitions
1: um i i like I enjoy doing the run, but the rest of the competition I'm like yeah i don't care like <laughs> like i'm not like I don't <laughs> care about placing I don't care about like uh you know what what result is or or winning money or like that's why I don't really do the competition circuits but if I'm at an event and they're like hey it's gonna be a comp I'm gonna try because I just love like that put your run together and then just do the run and you get one shot and like I don't know it's a cool feeling.
0: Do you feel nervous? Do you feel the pressure before your run?
1: I'd say only a very few parkour competitions so I felt the nerves like the early ones and then like Art of motions where like it's just like the literal like capacity of the event is intimidating (laughs) more than just like you doing your run it's hard to kind of I'd say on those ones on Art of Motion it's hard to put out of your head that you're in a competition um, because of like how big the platform is and how crazy of an opportunity it is it kind of it draws yeah, you in. It
0: feels also really big when you're there. Yeah, also, it's just like live. All than the life. cameras and so many things going on. Mm-hmm. It's live. Yeah.
1: But for yeah, for the most part, for like ninety percent of competitions I've done, I'm more just excited. Um, and yeah, like, uh, eager would be the word I would say. Once like the the ball starts rolling, it start announcing people. I'm just like, get me out there so I can jump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Dom, I think that's, that's it. We've been talking for longer than we expected. Easy. Um, do you want to leave a, a message for the people in the Arch Club? Um,
1: <laughs> I like that it's called Arch Club because uh, I'm a heavy representative. I've uh, been an <laughs> applied member for years, bro.
2: <laughs> You're one of the few people that are using the hashtag before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's good. I'm glad yeah a pioneer (laughs) because just that from pure bad technique
0: (laughs) yeah being the arch club is a benefit for only only some understand it being the arch club and still going to train some parkour only the strong ones know the feeling
1: (laughs) oh man restart should put you out i don't really have any other messages i guess just like go train have fun
0: just say European people pull it through you can make it through the winter with Corona. You can do it. Got it Look, guys. I made
1: it through winter, you can make it through winter. <laughs> you you will outlast
0: Corona, I believe in you. <laughs> hey bro, much love. Thank you very much for giving your time and of for course, the nice man. words. Of course. Good to chat with you too. You too. Uh, big yeah, big hug good to, to see Saturday. I you in likeness. I'll see you around. Sending a big hug to Saturday.
1: I'll see you around man. Ciao. Take ciao you Ciao.
0: Caillou. ciao. Bye, guys. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the talk with Dom. Thank you once again for joining us on the Swapping Shoes. Don't forget to use the hashtag WeArchClub telling who you want to see next week or in the near future. And we keep in touch. Stay strong, train hard, and be careful life. See ya.